0: Hello to all our wonderful listeners. Welcome back to Desi Kanya's Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm your host, Nitya. I hope everyone is doing really, really good, taking care of your health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Because the world right now is going through a really tough time and I want to urge everyone, hang in there, take care of yourself and your family, and we'll all get through this. I really, really want to thank you guys. We are reaching our 500 listens. I know it's not much, but I cannot thank you guys enough. So season two start karte hoi, I want to take a step back and thoda background I want to give you guys. When Ramya and I were talking about this podcast, we wanted to address all the taboo topics that as we girls, when we grew up in conservative middle class families where hum tono parents were working and the things that we could not recognize or change for ourselves. We wanted to do something about it, but we were not given a chance. So we were thinking and then we said, why not start podcast and, um, you know, just generally have friendly chats. Growing girls uh, in their teenage and in their 20s can listen to us and uh, learn something, you know, get something out of it. So that's how Desi Kanya's podcast was born. So let's our season 2. Hi Ramya, how have you
1: been? I have been okay. Um uh, uh, Trying to escape COVID but pretty safe and fine uh, reading a lot of books and um, staying in touch with my friends
2: now um, i had some instagrammers uh, requesting me so i said we will definitely oblige so we'll try to speak in hindi, hindi mein baat uh-huh. so this segment this episode we're going to start with "Pyar Ishq Mohabbat" and ladies,
1: girls, love
2: and breakups. Ramya, why don't you introduce Vinita um,
1: Right. So, today with us is Vinita Mary Bachpan ki doz. So she uh, is actually cousin of my family friend, but we became very close as uh, growing up teenagers. Uh, and we, you know, I don't know how to say this in Hindi, but we used to check out guys in the society. So, and we had touch after school. But uh, somewhere down the line, we got in touch when she was in Mumbai and I was doing training in Mumbai. You know, that bond was always there, our friendship we you know, we took off from where we left. And today the same. we are often in touch and you know, there are so many things that we discuss and uh, Vinita is very sorted in her mind. She knows what to do. Her thought process is very clear. And I find her as one of the strongest women I know. So to I thought that I think we should call Vinita for this topic. Ko hi so here she is. Uh, hi Vinita. Hi Ramya. I'm very happy to see you
3: in <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> but you deserve it. So, uh, and I'm Thank sure you. our
1: listeners will also agree when they listen to this podcast.
3: I will so, try to catch up with Hindi, but the words that I have today are pretty much in English, but I will definitely try to do it. Something funny become a bit podcast in our podcast. My humor वैसे तो land like that, so maybe it will land in Hindi. <laughs>
2: Good. <laughs> Welcome, Vinita, to Desi Thank you so much. I want to start off with the segment where, you know, we've been all little teenage girls and we've all had cute crushes, infatuations, and, you know, growing up, even boys, you know, and we have been naive enough to go above and beyond to impress somebody, you know, to during the first days and following on. And we still see that he, at least I see that here in the teenage trend, that the so-called concept of official date and etiquette and makeups. And so I feel now I feel like this whole idea of dating is overrated. What are your opinions on? Youngsters, मतलब dating के pressure to impress somebody.
3: At that little age, my first date, pressure. you mentally. Actually, you are very right. Very that most of us have this issue with the first date. It's very exciting for sure, but at the same time, it comes with a lot of pressure. So I think I have a problem with the word date itself. Now yes. let me explain what happens on this so-called date. The girl guy and the girl want to see set the right impression. They want to demonstrate how impressive they can be. While there's no problem with that, people do it at the cost of not being themselves. So this, of course, ye, this type of behaviour, you will see it date, pe chalega, ya do date pe chalega, where you're just trying to impress the other person to no avail. But beyond the point, it doesn't work. Now, on the other hand, let's just not use the word date, okay? And let's just say if it was just a catch-up or a meet-up. I think the pressure already diffuses. Because there's no need to be impressive at the cost of losing one's authenticity. I think the second pressure point is the environment in which you put yourself in this date. So let's call this a rendezvous, since I have the problem with the word date. So let's say in this catch-up meetup or rendezvous, you're just, you know, uh you know, why would you put yourself in, in a situation where you go for a movie or a formal dinner? More than anything. In all situations, how will your connection become with the other person? It's totally uninspiring. And I think, honestly, in a situation like a movie or a formal dinner, you just signed up for three hours of awkward time, and your main goal, therefore, is not to sound stupid. So I don't think it gives you the chance to show your authentic self uh, and show how unique you are. So I think one has to be very careful about how you position the first meeting and how which environment you put yourself in. And if you do that, I don't think then rest of the stairs. I mean, then you can just be excited about meeting the person and not not uh, focus on uh, trying trying to show yourself as someone you are not yeah. so Vin- So Vinita, do you think first date,
1: so basically the first date, you are meeting that person for the first time, probably most of the time if it's a blind date, or probably you have had crush on this person based on the appearance. So, do think Look that the appearance. their focus usme se jata hai. and they're just trying to impress this hot girl and a hot or a hot boy, putting their best uh, you know, best or even a fake personality forward.
3: Yeah, I think wobi hota hai. But I think this this is a very uh, this question could be different for different age groups. True. I think when when you're in a younger age group, you know, you you are just starting out your romantic life, your, you know, your first, you're having the first few dates. Right. Uh, obviously, I think uh, people at that stage are maybe not even aware of themselves or what they're looking for. At this point, I think it's more physical attraction which makes the difference for them. I think right. over a period of time, people who have dated in the past or have been with people in the past, they sort of have an idea of what they are looking for in a partner. So then, I think the physical attraction piece, of course, it makes some level of difference but beyond the point, it doesn't. So, right. I feel physical attraction is very important but it's not the uh, but if the intent is to find a long term partner I don't think it is the smartest decision to rely just on physical I think all of us know that answer I
1: think physical get attraction carried away because of the physical attraction Correct. And, you I know. would
3: personally use physical attraction as a nudge to see okay this person is interesting now let me see if he cannot fix the other boxes and on the other side if you find yourself in a situation where a boy or, or let's say an, uh, uh, the potential partner is like crushing you because of your attractiveness okay. I think you should just take a pause say that you know this is not your style and maybe okay. you would come out as a very high value person in the whole thing right? I think like
2: men and women are themselves if you don't like you know call it the
3: pay-pay. what is your idea for and this is for youngsters okay. let's say if I was going back maybe 10-15 years down before I would see myself uh, going out with some friends, um, hopefully, texting was still a possibility in that time when 15 years ago, at least, I, I don't think texting was so frequent. But let's say texting was an option, I would text the guy, You should come here. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a date, I wouldn't call it a meetup, I wouldn't call it anything. I would just be out with my friends and call, call him to my gig, you know, it's my comfort place. It is a chance for him to showcase whether he fits in or not. So it's, it's like a win-win. And, and the guy is also getting that I'm not asking, she's asking me. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. Just be yourself. That's the whole point. Exactly. Exactly.
2: So moving on on that thing, because jab log ek, ek, um, when we are in a relationship, jab hum log kisi se milte hain after meeting bahut saari mulakaton comfort level right and slowly relationship transition hota but there is a difference being in love and loving someone and i have been reading a lot like blogs on uh, this concept on relationship and the key for a successful relationship is being in love. Now, where the major differences come, you know, you're just wanting the best for them. Okay. And that's that even if you're not with the person, you want the best. That's one of the difference. Then the in love concept, slow growth. Like I if you don't call it official day, casually when you're meeting up, taking walks, who just slow growth over the time. That's called being in love. And to what I don't know, chemical rush? That it never stops. So, that is the difference between loving someone and being in love. So, I have told you that for a long lasting relationship, do you think being in love is more important than loving someone? Because we can love, love multiple people, but being in love is something different.
3: You're right, Nitya. I think uh, being in love, I think you're ta- uh, using this word in terms of being tantamounting it to be having the chemical reaction plus yeah. having the trust plus having the connection plus it being so easy that everything just works out. True. You know, I, I mean, I can give you an example in this case. At some level, all of us, at least in this age group, have had a very significant ex with whom things didn't work out mm-hmm. or uh, a husband with whom things didn't work out or a person with whom things didn't work out. But eventually, it's not like we stopped loving them. We, we truly do love them at the end of the day. But we do realize that we are better off with without them in that position I think the pressure of love and having that person and owning that person is just too much in that kind of a scenario when the synergies don't meet so I think at some level like you're saying in love which which for me means having attention connection trust uh, all of this packaged into one person and it being so simple and easy and full of synergies that works but having said that I'm sure we all meet different sets of people who who we end up caring for who we end up quote quote loving but with whom we don't have a long lasting relationship Yeah, I want to bring up this I watched a
2: Spanish movie called Love Once Live Twice and I think everybody should watch it and it explains this difference very very well.
1: Talking about this there's something which I read um, according to ancient Greek there are eight types of love what I feel is that when you say that you're in love with someone you have all, you know out of the eight types of love you probably have maximum kind of love for that person and when that significant other becomes an ex you're probably you know growing out of a kind of love that you have for that person certain feelings are moving up, going away from you and that's how you end up you know that intensity of love reduces the listener you want to know more about it do definitely google search this it's uh, um, 8 Types of Love by Ancient
2: Greek. when we are in love, do you think, Vinita, that we are, as, as women, we are ourselves and loving someone is, we, we have some sort of boundaries that we bring in. What do you think?
3: You know, it's a very good question. I think, um, and it, it becomes more relevant for listeners who have been in relationships that have not worked. Because all of us probably at that level associate ourselves with that person who fell in love with this person and hoped in some sense that they tick all the box. To the extent that we were so blind at that age that we actually assumed at some level that they did. They are the ones who will bring in that level of commitment or they will work on things with us. So I I think we assume a lot of these things and hence we are in love with that concept. I I think as growing up, we've, we've had a concept of what it would feel like being in love and then we meet this person who probably gets our juices flowing and something happens and then suddenly you start feeling that, oh, you know what, he will actually be able to fulfill all these other things and we have not even tried that out. We are just assuming. And in that assumption, we bravely proceed only to realize that it is not happening. This is not happening. And when that recognition happens, I think that's when we start feeling, oh God, why is this not working? Why is this not happening? But having said that, I think what happens is that love doesn't go away. I think that love is always there because we are in love with that original dynamics that we had with that person in the beginning. That remains. And yeah. maybe that's that's what results in people turning from love to hate but I think if you still ask them they would still be in love with the person they met initially Yeah,
2: I wonder psychologically what happens there you know in the consecutive relationships after later on that there.
3: does shape up a lot of our personality and what we look for in a relationship but I think at, at a lot of level I think people need to sit back take a pause and think or maybe even meditate and think about what's going on how can they fulfill a relationship with themselves very true but do you think we confused
1: love you know probably we have some other kind of emotion for that person and we're confusing it for love probably we didn't get a closure probably we were the one who got dumb and we have this thing against
3: them and we think that uh, this is love yes you're right that there is a possibility that you end up feeling so this can manifest very differently so for example you can be in this feeling of love and hence remain tied to a very toxic relationship because you firmly believe that you're in love with this person and everything is going to work out. You end up convincing yourself you just need to be patient. Many a times, even after the person has gone away, you continue with this lingering feeling. Like you said, you've not received a closure, especially in cases where it happened all too sudden or there were so many incidences which were just not something that you imagined yourself being in and suddenly you find that you have not received a closure, so it sort of lingers on. Like I said, you're still in love with the original person that you yeah. have met and, and, and that sort of continues. And hence, you're not able to see clearly for the reality that it is. You okay. still imagine that somehow it can all go back to being that, what right. you initially met, who, who you initially met. But I think in all of these cases, the simplest and maybe the most difficult thing is to take a pause and think about what is it that you want. And what is it that you desire from yourself? The rest of the things just fall into place on it. And I
2: think who uh, when we turn twenty something, chahiye, I think like who teenage years applicable hair, just think about yourself. Keep yourself first in any sort of attention. and Then I think like that blossoms into something very beautiful.
3: Nitya, you've actually said a very important thing and sadly this is so true especially in the Indian context I think a lot of us women at least have been raised with the word compromise and I'm yeah I'm I'm just using this one word here but I'm sure it means several things example disrespect unsupportive environment no freedom to pursue one's dream and in, in cases of People in the age group of 20 to 30, I think it could also mean possessiveness, all sorts of things. So I'm just using the word compromise as that one word which encompasses every difficulty that a girl faces. So Truly said,
2: Vinita, you said about expectations. My next question revolves on that because desire, I feel, desire and expectations are the root cause of most issues for us all humans. kisi se bhi lo, jab expectations hota hai meet we are distressed, right? So, Abhi, when we talk about soulmate, when we really think like connections really exist because yes. that that yes. we make connections like you know, you don't have any sort of expectations and you know, you you just get
3: each other and sort of stuff. But are perfect relationships. I am an optimistic person. So, I would say that there are perfect relationships. Of course, there are perfect relationships. It's what you set yourself out uh, in the world, right? So, to start with, I think this whole thing called desire, right? Like when you desire someone, mm-hmm. what happens is you're a little blindsided by a lot of other things. So let me ask you, how many people are actually compatible with oneself? I don't think Yeah, that- A lot of us actually don't even realize that we have like an uncomfortable relationship with ourselves. Okay. We have quite a few things lingering within us that is unresolved. True, so when we not? meet someone who's attractive or desirable, for a second, i think those unpleasant unresolved issues take a back seat and then we start focusing on this desire and everything seems good but desire mind me has an expiry date so unless a strong connection is built the desire is not going to last so building a strong connection should be the focus
2: i love what you said there because uh, (laughs) i was reading a blog and uh, spoke on the same lines that you know when uh, you see someone love at first sight, you get attracted to the same sort of person that you are.
1: Also a pattern, you know, sometimes we have a relationship and, you know, that didn't work out and it ended up in a bad breakup. But I've seen people who also end up with the same kind of same kind of person again, getting the fact that, you know, what didn't work out there. Correct.
2: So that brings me to our next segment of breakup. Vinita, when things don't go well, we yeah, have that relationship. Nahin. What are the sort of red flag behaviors that we need to watch out, that tell you that we not and
1: it's time to move on? Vinita it depends upon first evaluating ourselves.
3: Yeah, so it, it's, it's to do with how we are as a person and how we are. So when we are completely self-assured and all of that, then what happens is that we automatically realize that this kind of behavior coming from this person is a red flag for me. I can go about the basic ones like disrespect or someone being, uh, you know, extremely possessive, someone being uh, not supportive. To each person, I think the red flag might be slightly different. So, for example, uh, for some people, it might be the way uh, they are with family or it might be, let's say, if one wishes to have a lot of children and the other person doesn't wish to have a lot of children. The minute you feel you are having to compromise and that compromise doesn't feel good to you in the core today it will not make you feel good later on also so that is a red flag and recognize it Right. Yes. we relationship
2: there will be times and this is not just one person or a man or a woman they doubt their judgment their decision are we have done the right or are the right person? And mostly, I want to talk about people who are in that teenage How should one stay confident about their decision? And if it's not a good right choice and you how should you not let this dictate
3: your future choices or possibilities? So I think uh, when one relationship ends, and it has left you with a lot of self-doubt, Um, It has left you with a feeling that you don't make the right decisions and feeling less confident. You should for a second pause and think that maybe the end of this relationship means that I'm starting the relationship with myself. I know I'm saying this for the nth time, but I think... This is the most beautiful time for you to spend with yourself because this is the time which will give you so much perspective, so much visibility about who you are as a time when a relationship breaks down and it doesn't work for you and you're at that brink. I think instead of chasing that relationship or chasing a new person, I think it's a great time to start a relationship with yourself where you engage in self-cleansing. Clearing the clutter. If you faithfully practice this, I think what happens is that you come out being a very self-assured person from being a self-doubtful person. Thank you, vinita Most welcome.
1: Yeah. On that, Vinita just want to add, let's say, you know, you are in a relationship, say you're in uh, you are in a marriage. Now most people, couples approach marriage counselling when things have gone bad. I mean, gone. And then, you know, people suggest that, uh, marriage counseling. I personally feel marriage counselling shouldn't happen, uh, you know, when things have already gone bad and, you know, the equation is already really in an imbalanced uh, case. Do you think it's okay for, you know, uh, a, a normal couple who does don't have too many fights? It's, it's just normal, con- you know, you, you're detecting that, you know, probably there are certain things that you're not able to communicate is that okay that some you know you approach a marriage counseling then
3: I think counseling and is not just important in marriages but it's also important for people I think usually people have friends as their sounding boards right. but uh, and some in cup in the cases of couples you will have couple friends or some you know sibling or somebody who both the parties are close to and then you know they sort of do this but you know all this comes with a lot of uh, while right. this has traditionally been working, but okay. it is not the most effective mechanism to work because people come with judgments and counselors, also biases. Right? Correct, they come with biases, they come with judgments, whereas counselors are equipped to help people find their own answers okay. without judgment. So the minute people start associating this as, as a simple thing to do, as, as a very approachable thing to do, and I mean, shortly, I think, the mind, I mean, we are seeing a lot of change in mindsets and as and when this happens, I think even a healthy relationship where, you know, where there, let's say only 10% you have problems, okay, yes. and 90%, everything is good. It's always good to have one sounding board person who sort of, you know, helps you evaluate what you're saying and how you're putting yourself in this relationship and what are the problems you're getting yourself into? Thank you,
2: Vinita. Thank you for coming to Desi Tanya's podcast. It was great chatting with you. I want to three points for everyone. Like Vinita said, be yourself. Take a look at yourself first and then form a relationship with yourself. And lastly, feel strong about your choices and your decisions. Things will fall in
1: Thank you so much Vinita. It was so nice chatting with you. Of course, I always knew that, you know, how clear you are in your thoughts. So, Ab to uh, my listeners, ko bhi, uh, you know you enlightened with your knowledge. Mm-hmm. We're so happy to have you as our guest for
3: first guest for us like season two. Yeah. So thank, thank you, you so, much. so much for this opening.
2: धन्यवाद <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to all our listeners. Keep listening to Desikanya's podcast. Hamari podcast ko subscribe kare, like kare. leave us a review on all major podcast platforms. Join us again for another not to gharive conversation at Desikanya.